Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. You guys, Kimmy and I went on a double date two whole days ago, and I'm still hungover. I'm still hungover. What the fuck are we even talking about today? I don't know. Kimmy's just sitting here eating her salad Kardashian style. Yes. Well, I'm upset because the men that we went on this date for gave us some great content. Great content. In conversation. We literally said we need to save this for the podcast. I thought that I wrote this down on my notes (laughs) because I'm like, I'm a little tipsy. I need to remember this, but I can't find it. And they're not being very helpful right now. They hate us. So... So I think we are breaking up. That was a great love story for about um, a day and a half. And now I'm depressed. It was a, it was a Kim and Chris Humphreys kind of love, you know. <laughs> Aw, I remember he liked pop culture references too. I thought we were meant to be. He did like... Oh, man. Weren't you guys like compatible? He was a Leo? I guess so. Whatever. So I guess because we don't know what the fuck we're supposed to talk about, we're going to have to come up with something on the spot. I think we're toxic. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, here we go. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Love Less in Los Angeles. I'm Carolina Sofia. And I'm Kimmy. You guys bear with us. I'm currently chugging Red Bull that Kimberly so nicely got for me. Yeah. Because I don't even know how else I would turn on my personality for this shit. Yeah, I'm literally running on like five hours of sleep. Four hours of sleep. because But you lost. did your eyeliner amazingly. I did. So when I was doing you. it. Thank you. Sorry. Props to you. Thank you. <laughs> I got really excited there. When I was doing it, my hand was literally shaking. I was like. you. I can tell. Yeah. Just kidding. I <laughs> did. <laughs> okay. So why are you coming to the realization that you are toxic? Or are we toxic? Are we both toxic? We're both toxic. Oh, love that. Yeah. No. The first step is acceptance. Acceptance. The reason why I think we're both toxic. Toxic. Because we like games. We like playing them. We like controlling them. Yes. And um, that's not good. (laughs) It's not good, but I think it's also part of being young and Mm. not getting hurt. And we've talked about that too. It's like, I think we're both good people and when we are. we are in the relationship like we're already in it we are committed and we stop playing the games but it's like how do you handle the steps to get to a serious relationship oh if it's not by playing the game yes but i feel like when it's someone that you really like you know to switch it up i don't <laughs> <laughs> But see, this is what I love because the guy that I actually kind of liked that we met the other night was like, he called me out on my shit. He was like, you can stop playing cool now. And I was like, yes, call me out now. And then I was like, I fucking love you. And then he was probably like, okay, she's fucking weird and obsessed with me. But you know, it's fine. I don't know. I really liked him for you. I don't think he liked the games. Oh, you don't think he liked the games? I don't think he liked the games. Oh no, that's heartbreaking. Why do you say that? Because he just genuinely seemed very chill. Am I not chill? <laughs> what no, are you saying? No, no, you're chill, but you like the games. I think you feed off of playing games. Mm-hmm. And he seemed like the opposite. He seemed kind of like, I like you. Why are we doing the games? <laughs> That's what Aww. I think. And I think you're toxic. Okay, you're toxic. He's not toxic. I think he's genuinely a good guy. 
And I'm a good person. No, no, you're a great person. But like I mentioned earlier, you do feed off of the games. And I think he's the opposite. I think it's kind of like you guys, he, obviously you both are feeling each other. But I just think that the games are toxic. And usually, like when I was dating someone, they were, I remember the first, after the first day, they were like, ooh, you're toxic. I hate that. In, in a in a positive in way, a positive almost. In a positive way. It's like, oh, it's hot. Like a compliment. Yeah. And we've talked about this. It's like, is our generation glamorizing toxicity? And I think they are. And I think <laughs> is the exception. because we, we need to reel it back in without okay. the names. We're going to call your guy Beanie Baby. But I think Beanie Baby is the exception because he was genuinely straightforward and thoughtful and like really nice and direct. The reason why I don't think he's into the games is because he wasn't reciprocating it and he was calling you out on it. But I think that's kind of like a flirtatious call out, which mm. is still playing the game. Am I wrong? I don't. Th- yeah, because you want it to be a game. I don't think it was there was any game being played. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are following, right? <laughs> Does that make sense? Um, what's the point of this episode? What are we talking about? Um so maybe he's good for me but i just fucked shit up i think he's good for you but yeah you want the games you're toxic (laughs) i had never realized that we do low-key glamorize toxicity until i saw i think it was a quote that said you shouldn't want to have those butterflies your whole life because butterflies are actually just a sign of anxiety like that nervousness that you get before you go on a first date a second date but if you keep feeling that that sense of excitement is actually kind of that nervousness and anxiety and that stems from a relationship that has like too many ups and too many downs and if you want something that's stable and healthy you're not going to have butterflies and that's literally what I've had in the past and then I get bored of the relationship and I'm like this is boring as fuck like I need more excitement more thrills but I know that with high highs come low lows and yeah i'm like mind fucking blown yes i'm toxic and i want something toxic and i love that you said that because it reminds me of three different attachment styles there's secure there's avoidant and there's anxious and avoidance and anxious attachment styles usually feed off of that butterfly feeling Mm -hmm. so they're always constantly playing this game and that's toxic versus when you're with someone with a secure attachment style it feels boring, but it's because you're not used to the secure attachment style. And so we're uncovering trauma here. Yes. And people don't know this, but like I have an anxious attachment style mm-hmm. and you could always. Oh, I know this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, we both have anxious. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have anxious, but you're avoidant. What does that even mean? In, in relationships. Okay. But what does that mean? Like an anxious attachment style constantly is overthinking what their partner is feeling, mm-hmm. any any slight change in behavior, we perceive it well and fast mm-hmm. uh, versus avoidant. It's kind of like you need your space. You like your independence. You don't want someone to smother you. Yeah. Um, and the secure attachment style is the complete opposite where he can give you, in my case, he because it's he. He can give you everything. Um, he can – he learns how to adapt to your attachment style and provide you that security. So in our case, it's best because you're avoidant and I'm anxious. We need to date someone with a secure attachment style. And I feel like Beanie Baby 
you're, <laughs> you're well, secure. Well, he hates me now, so he's canceled. Yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, so, in essence, the secure attachment style is the non-toxic. Exactly. Where it so feels So how boring. do we become better people? And you, why is it that we are this way? Because I think, yeah, it, it's so true. Our, even the songs we listen to, even mm-hmm. like the guy that you said called you, like the guy that you said was like, oh my God, I can tell you're toxic as if that's like a good thing. Yeah. Why do song. we seek this out? Because I think we're using the word toxic loosely. Okay. I love toxicity in the bedroom. I love oh. that. Like, let's be as toxic as possible. Right? Chains and whips excite me. Na, na, na. Come on, come on, come on. I like it, I like it. But in essence, in a relationship when you're dating someone, why has being toxic become so normal mm-hmm. and so attractive? Like, we, we, like, I don't know how many people here speak Spanish, but it's like, Joel y Randy. They have yeah. a song, Toxico. It says, I'm your, yo soy tu toxico, tu eres mi toxica. I'm your toxic person i guess yeah you're my toxic person there was literally a murder in puerto rico not long ago where the husband or the boyfriend killed the wife or the whoever he was i can't remember what the partnership was mm-hmm. and before he came out as guilty he was obviously pretending that it wasn't him and he posted on facebook like me toxica like my toxic woman like i'm gonna miss you so much and it's like that's literally a red ass flag yeah like that's as red as they come you don't want that why the fuck would you want that and it, it's really upsetting because now if you date someone and you meet someone who has that secure attachment style, you find them boring and then you go for the guy that's giving you the toxic dating. 1,000%. 101. That's literally why girls always go back to the assholes that treat them like yes. shit and men go to the crazy girls that treat them like shit. Yeah. And yeah. everyone always like, it's always like the really nice people that people mm-hmm. get bored of. Yeah, like I was dating this guy. Remember eyebrows? Yeah. Okay, we call him eyebrows. We would go out for walks and stuff. We never kissed nothing. And I remember telling him, like, he's genuinely a good guy, like a very good guy. But I found it boring because I was so used to the opposite. Mm-hmm. And I remember I left to Mexico for some time uh, in October and I came back and I was like, I want to date this guy because I had just got done reading this book about the attachment styles. And I was like, he has a secure attachment style. And that's why I was going back and forth between the assholes and him. Mm-hmm. And the minute I was like, I'm going to give this guy a chance. He he was over your toxic he ass. He was over it. <laughs> he was literally, like, we were supposed to hang out. And I was like, okay, it's going to be like our first date. Like legit date. Because we would just go out for walks and stuff. And then he canceled. And he had a reason. He said he was talking to someone. And it was going towards a serious direction. So I was yeah. like love that (laughs) love that for me the one time you were trying to be healthy yeah and i learned my lesson and i think now when i date people and i've gotten better at this i've gotten Mm -hmm. better at putting or categorizing the men i date into little buckets you have to compartmentalize between who you spend your time with gotta take a quick pause here because yes you guessed it we need to talk about our sponsor ebay Whether you want the latest trends or a vintage look, here's the chance to find the exact styles you're looking for. As the OG sneaker marketplace, of course, eBay is the place to go to cop that pair you've been eyeing. So hear me out. With eBay's authenticity guarantee, your sneakers are meticulously inspected by professional authenticators who verify the box, logo, stitching, and dozens of other inspection points. You guys, each sneaker also receives an authenticity guarantee tag that includes a digital stamp of authenticity 
and it also protects sellers with a verified return process. Also, for my little sneaker sellers out there, eBay has eliminated selling fees on sneakers over $100, making it free. Did you hear that right? Yes, free to sell or flip your collection. What are you waiting for? Go to ebay.com sneakers right now. eBay, the world's best destination for discovering great value and unique selection. Because I was just going to ask you, so how do you find a balance? Because you don't want to be toxic, but you don't want to be boring. Yeah. Like I could never be in a stagnant relationship where nothing's ever happening and nothing's exciting because I have like major ADHD and I need mm. shit happening. See, but with that, you do activities to keep that going. But you can literally go out to a fucking bar together and get drunk together if you yeah. want to. And I think that's kind of what I wanted to say is like I, I think that people oftentimes just go to the extremes mm. and they're like me as a girl, even in that boring ass relationship that I was in, I was <laughs> – I would always hang out with him over my girlfriends. Oh, and it's like, I'm so, I think that I realized that I am, you tell me, you know more about these mm-hmm. things than me. I don't know if I'm an introverted extrovert or an extroverted introvert or if I'm just an extrovert, but I feel like. You're for sure an extrovert. But I feel like I'm so okay with staying at home. Like if we're in a relationship and you're like, babe, I'm tired. Do you not want to go out on Friday night? It's like, I mean, yeah, I don't even want to get ready or do my hair. So sure, I'll stay in. And then it's not that I regret it, but I slowly start becoming someone that's so bored of my mm-hmm. life. And every time I force myself to go out or like I force myself to do other things or like go out with my girlfriends or like do different things, I'm actually really happy in the end that I did. And I think that's the reason that a lot of these relationships don't work because it's like people become all about the other person that they're in the relationship yeah. with. And either one, they're dating a toxic person who's very controlling of their time and won't let them hang out with their friends or two – a lot of times you mutually just choose each other because of the comfort that it brings mm-hmm. to just stay at home and like cook in and like watch Netflix again in your PJs. And like, you know how picky I am yeah. about my friends' relationships and mm-hmm. my own. And the only relationships that I've seen that I'm like, I love this relationship are the people that really make time for themselves, even if they live together. We have a friend that always goes out for girls night yeah. with us. She lives with her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. They spend time together too. They travel, but they like, they keep things moving like they never just stay stagnant in one place and they're always looking for opportunities to grow looking for adventure to make each other feel Mm -hmm. good like to make each other feel special on birthdays anniversaries whatnot and did we just become a health and wellness podcast i think we are figuring this out as we we are are. i know i think we joined this episode we came into this episode like not even knowing what the fuck we were going to talk about because we're so hungover and i think we just had an epiphany we did you're so welcome I'm shook. I can't even say anything right now because you just, you fucking nailed it. That's like, I was literally just thinking about your friend when you were talking and then you mentioned her and I was like, they, you guys, if our you friend. were to meet, our, oh, you're right, our friend. Um, if you were to meet this couple and we took these guys to their place. Oh, true. <laughs> but the fact that they can also interact into the dating life even though they're dating seriously but still have fun with like people who are not dating like they would have been down to go on a triple date exactly these other two guys exactly and it would have been a great time and they know how to also allow each other to be themselves yeah because our friend she has such great energy wherever she goes and she takes it with her and then i feel like her boyfriend is a nice balance because he's kind of the opposite but he's still fun too people love him and it's because he is her number one fan, but mm-hmm. he's also in on the fun. Yeah, That's the difference. Like, I've only ever had people that if they're supportive of who I am, they're like, I've mentioned this. Go do your thing, babe. 
Yeah. I'm not going to be joining you in, on this dance or like this, like whatever. He's down for whatever. Yeah. So. And they're not the jealous types, at least from outside looking in, right? Mm-hmm. We, we're only we're only judging yeah. outside looking and only they know their relationship. But they allow themselves to just be themselves. Like he's, ne- I have never seen him tell her like, yo, calm it down. Yeah. Like bring it down. Yeah. You're too up there. Like he just lets her mingle, do her thing. Yeah. And he's in his own world too. Like mm-hmm. I love that. And there's just like that trust that mm-hmm. it's like the trust. You can literally do whatever the fuck I want because I don't think you're ever gonna cheat on me. I don't think I'm. I know I'm never gonna cheat on you. Yeah. And it just fucking works. I love them. So basically, mm-hmm. I think I just figured out my toxicity. Um, Beanie baby, call me. <laughs> and I think another thing that happens too when we date is we want to feel chased we want to feel sought after (laughs) yes and it's so bad do you realize how bad that is like and it's a mutual thing i mean i kind of agree with that but i don't because i Mm -hmm. agree with that when i i mean everyone at some point wants attention but the people that give me too much attention i don't take them seriously like i'm i'm annoyed i'm like Mm -hmm. leave me the fuck alone you have a friend that literally called you out on this because she was like i know you just don't like him you just like that he gives you attention facts but for me for example oh my god i'm like obsessed with this man beanie baby does not text me and i'm like thank you we don't need to have small talk don't text me don't fucking like i hate that so to me it's more attractive when someone leaves me the fuck alone as like a serious thing like i love going Mm. out and getting the guy's attention but then i'm like i'm gonna walk all over you and i'm gonna destroy you and rip your heart out so no thank you (laughs) so you like that he's doing his own thing yes i find that a lot more attractive than someone who's all over me but of course we want to feel chased and that's also why that plays into the game because when we don't feel chased we want the person more and that's toxic. So, which is toxic, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say. But, We've come full circle. Okay, but now I have a question. If Beanie Baby doesn't hit you up, you won't hit him up. I'm going to sound like an asshole. Okay. So I'm just, this is a fair warning. I think if I wanted to hang out and he hadn't hit me up, I would hit him up. But because this is a special situation where we left kind of abruptly and my concern is that he thinks I don't like him at all. Does that make sense? Like if... My ego is too big to hit up a guy that hasn't put in any effort. Because it's like, you clearly don't like me enough, so like, shut the fuck up. But I think that the way that this has all been handled, if anything, he probably feels like, this bitch hates me. And I don't. So maybe I would okay. hit him up. Why? What's your What's your real question here? No, I just want to know if you like him enough to hit him up. Because Catalina doesn't really hit anyone up. You're right. That's why I was concerned. Because usually... He's like, no, if he wants to hang out, he's going to reach out to me. He's going to reach out to me. Yeah, but I think I kind of scared him away. Yeah. I think the podcast thing does not rub potential suitors suitors the right way. Yeah. We have these guys tell us like, oh, yeah, we stalked you and we listen to the podcast and like we know we're going to be on the podcast. It's like, chill. No, you're not. I know because they weren't. We had no intention intention of of them being the subjects of this episode. (laughs) Or in your case, Beanie Baby because... Mine is not the subject. Why not? We're spiraling. Who yeah. fucking knows? I hope you guys have a drink in hand while we listen to this because we also have no fucking clue what we're talking about. No, we don't. But I want to go back to the podcast thing because you're right. It is not a good look for people that we date, especially when we tell them, like, what do we do? Because this just happens to be part of the conversation. Like, we do this, but we also do this yeah. on the side. And they're like, oh, what's your podcast about? And we're like, 
do. It's about you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, but I don't even know you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So you better watch out. <laughs> yeah. And it so far has not worked in our favor. Do you think? I think it just makes people be skeptical mm-hmm. of our intentions. Our intentions. Yes. Because they kept joking, but I was like, you, I think you're serious. They were like, oh, you're just doing your research for your podcast. Like, that's why we're here. And it's like, no, we actually wanted to hang out with you guys, but mm-hmm. and we, we will take the research for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I do think it's important for people to find their attachment styles because it will help you so much in dating. Once you figure out what your attachment style is, you learn, and this is something my therapist told me. My therapist literally told me that once I break the habit of dating the same type of guy which in my life she's like look at the guys you've dated in the past every single one of them has an avoidant attachment style every single one i love susan is her name susan no it's me <laughs> what her name is micheline how the fuck did you get susan i don't know i feel like therapist names are usually <laughs> susan um yeah fuck, i don't know why no <laughs> fucking random no, but this is something she told me. She was like, let's look at everyone you've dated. They're all the same person. And and which is why most people, when they date and you're, you're dating outside of the attachment style you should, you get this butterfly feeling. Because you're not fucking compatible. Yeah, exactly. Wow. I honestly think. Wow. Drop yeah. the mic, bitches. Drop the knot. Yeah, that butterfly <laughs> shit is be so annoyed me. trash. That's the thing. I still want them. I still want them too. But I think. I hate feeling butterflies every time I hang out with someone or date them because mm-hmm. I'm like, why am I still fucking nervous? I'm not comfortable around you yet and I want to be comfortable. Oh. So that's why when I'm like, once the butterfly feelings go away, I'm so happy because I'm like, we've reached a place where I can be myself with you. Guys, so look deep and hard into yourselves. Are you that person that seeks the butterflies? And if you've been with someone for a long ass time and you still feel butterflies, like, is that really healthy? Yeah. Probably not. I think we're going to go do some self-work yes and we hope you guys do the same whether you like this episode or you like us have no fucking clue what we just talked about and you're very confused still be nice to us like comment subscribe just kidding you can't do that it's not youtube just subscribe (laughs) give us a five-star rating follow us on social media i'm at it's carolina sofia and i'm at kim aguilar see you guys next time Bye. bye Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.